Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Thursday, June 25th, 2020. Today's poem is by an American poet named Ryan Wilson. He's a poet, editor, translator, literary critic uh, from Baltimore, Maryland. He is the manager of the Association of Literary Scholars, Critics, and Writers, and the editor of Literary Matters. And he uh, has a collection from 2017 called The Stranger World, which is uh, an award-winning collection and a, and a fascinating, fascinating book. Uh, I highly recommend you check this book out. It alternates between truly delightful and um, at and awe-inspiring and at times deeply confusing, which is in some ways <laughs> the best kind of poetry. Um, the poem that I'm going to read today is from that collection, and it's called Zinnia. It goes like this. One day, a silent man arrives at your door in outdated suit, threadbare and black like a lost mourner or a Bible salesman who's been robbed. Penniless, he needs a place to stay. And you, magnanimous you, soon find this stranger reading in your chair, eating your cereal, drinking your tea, or standing in your clothes at the window awash in afternoon's alien light. You tire of his constant company. Your floorboards creak with his shuffling footfalls, haunting dark rooms deep in the night. You lie awake in blackness, listening, cursing the charity or pride that opened up the door for him, and wonder how to explain yourself. He smells like durian and smoke, but it's mostly his presence, irksome, fogging the mind up like breath on a mirror. You practice cruelty in a mirror, then practice sympathetic faces. You ghoul. Your cunning can't deceive you. You are afraid to call your friends for help, knowing what they would say. It's just you too. You throw a fit when he sneaks water into a whiskey bottle, then make amends. You have no choice except to learn humility, to love this stranger as yourself, who won't leave you or ever leave. So one of the reasons that I wanted to share this poem with you is because Ryan Wilson wrote a fascinating essay a couple of years ago in Dappled Things, which is a quarterly of ideas, art, and faith. If you go to dappledthings.org, you can learn more about them. He has an article called How to Think Like a Poet. And it's about this concept of zinnia. And I want to read a paragraph to you. Uh, and then I want to recommend this essay because I think this essay will help you think more about this poem much deeper than any comments that I could offer. I'll read a few bits of this essay, but if you want to think about art, you want to think about poetry, and you want to think about this poem in particular, I recommend you check this out. But Ryan Wilson writes this, quote, In discussing how to think like a poet, I'd like to start by discussing what the Greeks called zinia, or hospitality. In the ancient world, Zinnia was of the utmost importance. The concern with hospitality permeates the works of antiquity, from Homer through Aeschylus, Sophocles, and Euripides, and continuing through Virgil and Ovid. Indeed, this concern carries on into modern literature, and it is, mutatus mutandus, the concern of most contemporary theories about literature, which so often focus on otherness. Therefore, Zinnia merits our consideration as a lasting and nearly universal concern. So for a little bit, he explores, a few paragraphs, he explores that concept. But he has this uh, couple of paragraphs. There's three paragraphs here that I'd like to read to you and then commend the rest of the essay to you. Uh, so I'll read these paragraphs. I hope that's okay. Read the poem again and be done. But he writes this, quote, 
If we apply this concept of Zinnia to epistemology, we, we will be forced to consider not what we know or how we know it, so much as how we approach knowledge. If the mind is a host and the world is the stranger, our, our culture is generally composed of very poor hosts indeed. Our culture, rather than treating the stranger with hospitality, would enslave him, would force him to follow the comfortable customs of our household, would strip him of the dignity of difference and enlist him in menial tasks to make our home more comfortable and more profitable. We would make him speak our language and do what we ask at every moment, bend down before our will and grovel at our feet. We see all around us the dire consequences of such poor zinnia. Our culture thinks of knowledge only as a means to power, a means to getting what we want, a grade, a job, a raise, a house, a car, fame, prestige, awards, and so on. Most of us treat the real world as a series of obstacles or impediments preventing the actualization of our personal idealized vision of what the world should be. Most of us cannot even imagine what it would mean to treat the world with zinnia. We dislike anything that is not exactly like us, though we shout diversity from the rooftops. Really, we're scandalized by difference. We attempt to bend nature and other people to our will. We learn about the world only to manipulate it and to control it for our own benefit or to inflate our egos. We learn about others only to network or to use them more efficiently for our own ends. We turn the stranger into a slave and whip him within an inch of his life, and in so doing we create chaos in the world around us. Faction and violence appear. Blood stains the streets of our cities, mountaintops and rainforests topple, the water seethes with pollution, civilization declines. How then should we treat the stranger with zinnia? What would that mean? It would mean to treat the world with respect and with dignity and with above all love. Those whom we love we do not enslave. We value them for who they are, rejoicing to discover their similarities to us and thrilling to discover their differences from us. Our ambition with those we love is not always to get our way or to win power, but our ambition is quite simply the pleasure of the loved one's company. This mutual love between host and stranger stands at the source of all happiness, for it liberates us from the grueling pursuit of desire and the angry assertion of will and the bitterness of the frustrated will, and it brings us near to God, who we must remember came to earth as a stranger, an outsider. I'm going to skip ahead one more paragraph, read this one more paragraph, and then... Uh, and then I'll let you go with a reading of the poem again. But Wilson writes, I open with this discussion of Zinnia because its practice is essential to the thought of the artist. That art which would enslave the stranger world is merely propaganda. Art worthy of the name must approach the world with love, taking interest in the world not even for the sake of a poem or a picture or a sculpture, but merely for the pleasure of it, the joy of being. Art must approach the stranger not with an eye toward enslaving it, but with inquisitiveness and delight in it for what it is. Again, I, I commend the rest of this essay to you. I hope you'll check it out. It's, it's a really, really worthy read. I would print it out and keep it around. Um, but it also, I hope, helps uh, comments or helps explain or maybe offer some uh, context for a poem like this by Ryan Wilson. So one more time, here is Xenia by Ryan Wilson. One day, a silent man arrives at your door in an outdated suit, threadbare and black, like a lost mourner or a Bible salesman who's been robbed. Penniless, he needs a place to stay. And you, magnanimous you, soon find the stranger reading in your chair, eating your cereal, drinking your tea, or standing in your clothes at the window awash in afternoon's alien light. You tire of his constant company. 
Your floorboards creak with his shuffling footfalls, haunting dark rooms deep in the night. You lie awake in blackness listening, cursing the charity or pride that opened up the door for him, and wonder how to explain yourself. He smells like durian and smoke, but it's mostly his presence, irksome, fogging the mind up like breath on a mirror. You practice cruelty in a mirror, then practice sympathetic faces, you ghoul. Your cunning can't deceive you. You're afraid to call your friends for help, knowing what they would say. It's just you too. You throw a fit when he sneaks water into the whiskey bottle, and then make amends. You have no choice except to learn humility, to love this stranger as yourself, who won't leave you, or ever leave. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.